0: Well, welcome to the next edition of Business Law Focus. It's great having you with us. And it's absolute pleasure to welcome Ira Gunning and Ridwan Boda, executives at ENS Africa, to the show today. We want to talk about why it's time for a data protection health check, especially by those corporates who have been complacent on compliance. Of course, we've got the anniversary. We've just passed the anniversary of the Protection of Personal Information Act, uh, which is a big event in the corporate sector. But let's delve into the question that many corporates are beginning to ask is, have we done enough to comply? And, and let's perhaps start there, um, Ira and, and Ridwan. Um, you know, is this, um, I would hazard being quite badly done by corporates in SA as we get through this first year?
1: You know it's a difficult question to to answer because many corporates have done so much and many companies have done absolutely nothing as far as public compliance is concerned mm-hmm. but i think the main point to remember is that compliance is a journey it wasn't a race it wasn't yeah. one july you have to be perfect and now for the rest of our lives we don't have to do anything else again Um, I think we all need to understand and accept that poppy is going to be with us for a very long time and data protection is certainly not going away and nor is privacy. And that is why we think it's a good time now to check where you are at. Don't lose your momentum. Do a health check and check that your poppy compliance is still ongoing or papaya compliance like but the, re- the
0: regulator prefers of course. a small. And red one, the bad, when it comes to the good, bad, and ugly. I mean, it seems like some companies are woefully behind the curve, though.
2: Absolutely, Evan. So some of our clients have, uh, and companies out there we've spoken to over the past year have told us uh, they'll only start complying once they see that the regulator actually has teeth. Wow. Uh, and the regulator to, to date has had a lot of uh, media uh, coverage around their role, around uh, things which they have been doing and things which they intend to do. Uh, but very recently, coincidentally with the anniversary of Poppy, uh, we've seen that the regulator is now starting to really uh, target organizations and starting to uh, actually uh, make organizations aware of the fact that the, the grace period of the initial grace period of one year, plus almost a uh, further grace period of one year to comply, uh, is now over. So the honeymoon period is now over, and the regulator is going to take this seriously. So for organisations, we have said we're going to sit back and wait to see what the regulator actually does. Uh, now is the time to really, really start your compliance if you haven't done so already. And we, unfortunately, we have seen a lot of companies have been very negligent uh, in in complying, uh, whilst others have been exceptionally proactive and have done a lot towards compliance. Uh, but as Ira said, compliance is an ongoing journey; it's not a once-off event.
0: Yeah, and I think a point also is that some companies may think that they've done enough and then sit back, right? That's also a dangerous game to play.
2: Absolutely, which is why uh, we advocate this poppy health check. So various companies have adopted different methodologies when yep. it comes to compliance. Some have gone for a do-it-yourself approach. Some have brought in external experts. Some have gone for a hybrid approach. Uh, but it doesn't hurt having experts coming to to, to check your work, even if you have Brought in a, a, a you know a very specialized team to do your initial compliance. Have someone vet that work uh, and check whether or not you are actually in a good good enough state for compliance, and that your organisation is flexible enough and set up towards future compliance.
0: Yeah, sure. And and here are those that are woefully behind. Where should they start, ideally?
1: Well, they should start at the very beginning and check what are the mandatory must-haves in terms of POPI, such as data subject access request procedures, a protection of access to information act manual or PIA act manual, um, a data protection policy. They need to appoint an information officer. And I think that should probably happen first because the information officer is the the data champion for the organisation. And um, as Run also pointed to, um, Quite a few of our clients thought they'd sit back and wait to see if the regulator's got teeth. But the regulators recently said on the 29th of June at a media briefing that in the last year um, since since Poppy became effective, they've already had over 700 complaints. Wow. And most of them related to direct marketing and security compromises. So um, <laughs> I think the take-home point is, don't sit back and see if the regulator has got teeth, we are going to be seeing enforcement action very soon.
0: Yeah, and and maybe just on that point, the the, the penalties are quite stiff, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. So the regulator can do an assessment um, on her own initiative or she can come and do an investigation Mm. based on a complaint received from, from any person. And if they find wrongdoing, they can issue an enforcement notice, non-compliance with an enforcement notice is an offence. There are also certain other offences in terms of um, the act, for example, obstructing the regulator, trying to bribe the regulator. Fines um, could be up to 10 million rand or um, 10 years in a nice South African jail. <laughs> and, of course, there's also the possibility of civil action. Oh, so nice. if somebody can show that you didn't comply with with the act, and it caused them harm, and that harm can be monetary or non-monetary harm, such as um, psychological harm. They can sue you for damages.
0: Really broad, really broad. Money. Yeah, yeah. No, it's Absolutely. it's um, it's yeah. definitely a, a time to pause. I think for corporates out there and really reflect on this. And and I think you mentioned earlier information officers. Uh, maybe Ridwan if you can just. Um, add some input on the fact that the role that they have to play is integral, right? But they're very new to this. I mean, so how are we getting around that particular problem?
2: Absolutely. So, so the, the idea of an information officer in South Africa is not a new one. Uh, as far back as the year 2001, uh, the government uh, put in place what's called the, uh, the uh, Promotion of Access to Information Act. And arising from that act, already there was this requirement to have uh, a, 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 an off, an information officer in place what, what what poppy has done is to expand on the role of the information officer and to add to the personal uh, or the criminal penalties which an information officer actually will face in certain instances uh poppy places the the burden of compliance on the organization on the information officer because it it, it stipulates certain mandatory things which the information officer needs to put in place, and those includes things like training of your workforce, uh, putting in place policies and procedures, conducting risk assessments, uh, making sure that you have a PIA manual on your website and available at your premises, uh, and just overall ensuring that the organization develops this culture of, of compliance. Uh, and a lot of risk sits with the information officer. Uh, there, there's a lot of questions around, are information officers in South Africa sufficiently equipped? I think it, this is a learning experience for many people. But the benefit which South Africa has is that we can draw on experiences from a number of jurisdictions from around the world to see how have similar laws been implemented, what learnings can we take from those uh, countries. And as far back as uh, uh, 2013 or 2012, uh, Ira and I already developed something called uh, a poppy toolkit, which actually enables or assists information officers to fast track compliance.
0: Yeah, and I like that point um, Ira made about going back to the beginning. Um, is, for instance, let's assume that the you know the company itself didn't adopt the correct documentation policy upfront. That's going to leave them with a huge problem right uh, now if they don't get this right. And and I suppose also meeting requests from data subjects now has completely shifted as well.
1: Absolutely, Evan. And one of the things that the regulator must take into consideration. Um, before uh, they issue enforcement action, is whether you have implemented proper policies and procedures, and there are mandatory um, must-haves in terms of poppy, and then of course there are nice-to-have policies that are not specifically required in terms of the Act. So it's very important right from the beginning to establish what is mandatory you start off with implementing those and then over time you also implement the nice to haves. one of the mandatory policies and red one you also spoke to that was having a fire manual now when the regulator did a recent media briefing she also mentioned that she she did an inspection on 15 mun- municipalities fire manuals and they were all found to be non-compliant Um, In my experience, when we review our clients' PIA manuals, about 80 to 90% of those PIA manuals are out of date because new PIA regulations were passed in August Mm -hmm. last year and um, Poppy also amended its sister sister act, PIA. So very important that companies are aware of the fact that their PIA manuals must be updated and that there used to be exemptions and certain um companies didn't have to be, have buyer manuals, they have fallen away. And um an information officer that doesn't comply with the requirements of having a buyer manual can be held personally liable. So very, very important. Yeah, and um, as you say, the changes check these.
0: Yeah, the changes are happening so far as like for instance the new Cybercrimes Act um has changed the dynamic. All businesses are obviously delving into the, you know, the digital world and e commerce. Um that's very risky not to have you know, kept in in alignment.
2: Absolutely. So I I think what Poppy uh, did was force companies to uh, already look at their uh, security landscape. One of the Mm -hmm. eight conditions for lawfully processing personal information is to ensure that uh, companies adopt uh, sufficient security safeguards. What uh, the Cybercrimes Act now does is twofold. One, it actually assists companies because previously cybercrimes were not codified. So it assists in codifying Mm -hmm. cybercrimes. And companies who do find themselves, organisations who do find themselves victims of cyber crimes, can now actually report these as cyber crimes rather than uh, uh, having to figure out under what law do we actually prosecute. Uh, the converse to that is that, with not adopting certain security safeguards, you place your company at risk. Uh, other times, and this is a risk which we 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 we've uh, been very clear to note with our clients, is that sometimes you may be so eager to put in place certain protection mechanisms for your own organization that with the advent of the cyber crimes act, you yourself in wanting to protect yourself may actually be guilty of perpetrating a cybercrime. So there's quite a fine balance to be struck between protecting the organization and doing too much where you yourself actually uh, where the, the, the the basically the victim becomes the perpetrator.
0: Yeah, great point. I just wanted to to also just delve into cost, right? I mean, this is, I mean, apart from the risks and the legal uh, implications, um, cost cost is a factor. And and I I suppose there also I'm thinking about the smaller companies that, you know, could be wiped out if they get one or any of these things wrong.
1: Yes, and it's always grudge money to spend money on compliance, isn't it, but we must also remember that um, data subjects, um, those people and companies whose personal information companies and other entities process, are becoming well aware of their rights. So the risk of not complying and um, getting enforcement action, adverse media published, <laughs> hmm. may, may outweigh the costs that Post. you spend on compliance. But um, Ritwan referred to our Poppy Toolkit. We've also compiled an SME um, Poppy Toolkit to help smaller organisations comply. And of course, the larger you are, the more personal information you process. Um, the more stringent the requirements would be to, to act reasonably in, and in compliance with the Act.
0: Yeah, now that that really is sounds very useful indeed um, and, and quite necessary. And, and obviously, time is a factor as well. You know, you need to, if you're a smaller business, you need to find the time and I think any, any assistance there will be, you know, completely, uh, useful and valuable. Um, and, and just in conclusion, maybe, I mean, the sense I'm also getting is that a lot of catch up is happening, but uh, the question is maybe, you know, how do companies ensure that they actually stay ahead of this particular game? I mean, it's evolving so fast and changing so fast. Um, the, the, the focus should rather be on, on actually staying ahead than, you know, constantly playing catch up, right?
1: Absolutely, Evan. It's so important to look at international guidance. Yeah. Um, Poppy specifically says when we interpret the Act, we must look at international standards. So it's very useful to look at websites like the Information Commissioner's Office in the UK to see what guidance they've released on the similar laws, the laws that Poppy um, are based on or is based on. And then also very, very important that your information officer gets regular yeah. and adequate training
0: Yep. No, that that's perfect. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Ridwan, your, your thoughts also on just staying ahead? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, keeping up to
2: date with developments, that's absolutely critical. I think once you've got your bread and butter basics uh, sorted out, you can then start focusing on the next thing. I think one of the biggest factors which we find is holding organizations back uh, is that there's a failure to recognize that poppy compliance, it's not a legal issue, it's not an issue for only your, your your IT people. It's actually a board imperative. Uh, your CEO by default is the designated information officer of an organization. And Poppy Compliance actually extends to every single person in your organization. So everybody from your board to your CEO, right down to uh, your factory level employees. Uh, every single person in one form or the other is engaged in the processing of personal information. And training is key to that. Uh, without training, all of your cybersecurity initiatives, all of your poppy compliance initiatives is going to fall by the wayside. And training is not also a once-off. It's creating this ongoing culture of compliance within your organization and awareness that are not just privacy but also cybersecurity because the two work hand in hand.
1: And Rickman, just to add to that, I think employees must also be mindful that they can hold vicariously liable for the wrongdoing or the actions of their employees. So that just speaks to what you are saying, how important it is to roll out awareness and training.
0: Brilliant. No, thanks. Very. I think that summary is so um, uh, pertinent, um, and and so thanks very much for highlighting these issues. A big concern, you know, businesses evolving so fast, um, and they just need to sort this out or face big problems in the future. So, thanks very much for joining us and providing that very useful guidance. Thank you so
1: much for having us.